0: Welcome to the Dark Arts of Conversation. The more we talk, the more we heal. We're your hosts, Daniela And Jer. The baker and the witch. So, how are you doing?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm good. I'm not good at all, really. All I'm starting to feel super overwhelmed. I kind of feel like my depression's coming back a little bit. side effect of anger is part of that. Not super happy about it at all. Um, I'll get more into it when I actually get into the topic. It's kind of my sharing will be semi relevant to what we end up talking about. Um, yeah. How have you been doing?
0: I'm exhausted. Sorry. Um, it's been a long couple days, in all honesty, transitioning. Oh to her own little bed, which means she wakes up a little more, and kind of just, like, April for being my birthday month normally is pretty good, but it was kind of dragging. I felt like it dragged a lot for me personally. Just kind of, ugh. I think part of that is just, like, the lack of sleep I've gotten recently, and, you know, some stuff going on with family our puppy potentially might have um, cancer in a little feats. not excited about that and my mom finding out that she has some glaucoma in her eyes so um, it's not curable so all they can do is really treat it so we're going to go through some testing here in a couple of weeks so woo for yes. that Um, For those that don't know, my mom um, was fighting thyroid cancer and thankfully is out of the woods with that right now. But they don't know if this is a side effect from all the treatments or if this has been there for a while and uh, it's just been hiding there. But you would think, you know, going through chemo and stuff, it would automatically take care of stuff in your eyes but maybe not so I I I don't know it's it's a lot emotionally and I think that I'm just taking on what I can and honestly I have a tiny human that needs me a lot so I have to process a little bit that I can when I can and Um, save the rest for her because she needs me.
1: That's kind of how I'm dealing with all the grief. Um, One of the people I've worked with for a really long time is uh, supposed to leave in about a year, maybe less, and that whole thing got pushed to he leaves in a month. So I'm like having to deal with all the grief and whatnot around my mom and I feel like I gotta like grieve him leaving we've worked together for like I think we're on like five years now so it's like a pretty big bummer uh, in all honesty so and the whole cancer thing and the side effects like I feel you pretty heavily on that my mom ended up with a chest tube and we think that was a side effect of uh, her chemo actually but nobody ever told us anything shocking but yeah anyway um what are we talking about today uh this did not go the way i kind of expected my own little intro to go so let's just jump into what we're doing what we what we do
0: today's topic is vulnerability
1: oh boy Uh, (laughs) that fun part where you do all those things and hope it all kind of works out um
0: Sorry if we're a little quieter than normal, the baby's asleep, and it is 10 o'clock at night, and we decided to do a late night recording. I feel like it's very moody in our room as we you <laughs> talk. this like
1: dim, like, it's not a mood light, it's just a dimmer light so that if we're in here with the baby, she's fine, but it's like, mood it's also setting. 10 o'clock, and it's like, dude, it's been a long day. <laughs> But if we don't get this done, this is me. I pushed to to do this. If we don't get it done, it'll never get done. We're already behind. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, vulnerability. I get it. Nobody out there is gonna be overly upset if this isn't done yet. Um. So I mean, vulnerability. It's pretty, pretty big thing, right? It's really, um, feeling your emotions, um, all of them, right? It's the it's the painful ones, um, but. You know, I mean, those could be your your shame, your sadness, anxiety, and everything else. But really, um, kind of how I see vulnerability, and I think you and I agree on this is it's really being open to being judged, let down, burned by people, um, having them uh, feel negatively towards you, or any any kind of thing like that, right? It's being open enough to accept the fact that there could be negative feelings from somebody, but also understanding that it's also possible for them to have positive feelings towards you. But you you won't know until you try. And as somebody who personally feels like they've been burned a lot, I have a really hard time with it. Um I'm about to go to a work conference thing, and I'm already (laughs) dreading it, because I know there's going to be this networking part, and I hate it, hate it, and it's taken me a really long time to realize it's the being vulnerable part, and not, and expecting people to not think negatively of me, and so I'm dreading it, like, I really don't want to go for that part of it. you also
0: have to remember, like, the these people like in your peer group you've talked to them and you've told them bits and pieces about you already so
1: yeah does that
0: eliminate any of that like for for feeling? that
1: subset of people yes okay. but this is the broader so our peer group is a whole bunch of peer groups they they break a bunch of people down into little groups right i think our group is like 10 or 12 people so those 10 or 12 people i don't have a problem with but add in 15 other groups, and they're looking at, like, 150 people. It's it's that thing that, like, I find overwhelming and stressful. Um, But I thought this kind of, like, really summed it up. Um, Vulnerability involves a person's willingness to accept the emotional risk that comes from being open and willing to love and be loved. And I really thought that, like, nailed it. Because if you're not willing to be open and accept the risk that comes from it, then what is vulnerability, right? I mean...
0: That part where it says willing to love and be loved, I'm like, I'm willing to love. I'm scared to let people love me. Yeah. I'm like, damn. No way. <laughs> nail my coffin shut now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hit
1: the nail on that head. Um, for the sake of this episode, we're going to deal with like the negative emotions, the risks that you take as a person by being vulnerable with other people because that's the part that I've always struggled with, including now. Um, But it's what I've understood vulnerability to be. Vulnerability to be. You have to be out there, be your authentic self. Yeah, whatever. I get that's a buzzword of the day, but you really have to be yourself and Hope that other people are willing to accept it. And then if they're not understanding that and either moving to another group of people that will, um, because there there is going to be a group of people that will. It may take you a while. It may suck in the meantime, but there is going to be a group of people. But really, if you can't be yourself and you can't be vulnerable to do it, you're really robbing yourself of your of, of being yourself really, and finding that group of people that, uh, will accept you. And I know personally, that's been a huge thing for me. Um, so yeah. Um, so, uh, why don't you go over what the benefits of being vulnerable might be?
0: <laughs> so some benefits are you are stronger. You're You end up being more personal in relationships where you can actually be open and be honest and be comfortable enough to be who you are. Um, That also is going to allow a lot more acceptance um, of yourself, who you are, what you feel. There's a lot less of that um, denying feeling. And it'll hopefully build up your confidence in larger groups, smaller groups, friends, society. Um, you know, being, being vulnerable is hard, but it is beneficial to everyone because without realizing it, you might be helping out somebody else who may be feeling or taking on the same emotional that you are as well um end up finding some kind of common ground with other people or at least guiding somebody else to be understanding and kind of grow through that together um that
1: real quick I mean I I know we'll probably end up getting a whole bunch of stuff at the end but personal experience for being vulnerable I, I definitely used to like it would take me a while in a group of people to be willing to be open enough to even take a relationship outside of where it was when it started. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone in the climbing group listens to this. Sorry if you do. Uh, when I first met most of those people, they were um, going to the same restaurant every time afterwards and just hanging out. And it took me, it took me. Pr- probably a month maybe two to to really like accept myself enough to be like all right like i'll go and just see what it's like like are they gonna hate me like at this point we've already been climbing in the gym for like i don't know six months right i met some of them through injuries so it's not like vulnerability wasn't already out there but like It took me a while to be able to like, okay, I I can do it. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I sat there and I was like probably quiet the entire time. Which
0: Sounds like my first time when I went to.
1: (laughs) You know what it's like. You know what it's like. Uh, Especially that group. It it can be a pretty intimidating group. Um, But, I mean, once you get to know everybody, we're all a bunch of assholes. But it's fun. Um, But I can definitely say that learning to be vulnerable has brought me closer to people and I feel like it's made me a little bit more aware um not so much of who I am but that people will accept me for who I am and you're one of those people by the way
0: oh
1: all you had to do is ask a question and I like cracked and then I just like all over the place um so yeah (laughs) anyway
0: oh i still remember the first day Uh,
1: so what does being vulnerable look like well (laughs) well, i've kind of already touched on it like it's the willingness to chance expose yourself to somebody from a, 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 a oh my god from an emotional perspective i'm tired leave me alone the baby's thankfully still asleep um and part of that you know it's is being open to the possibility of rejection And that kept me away from a lot of people for a long time. Um, But it's being honest about your needs in a relationship. And I know I struggle about that in this relationship. And I think a lot of that is having suppressed my own needs. I don't always know what I need. And so I know that's been a friction point at times. Um,
0: So mine's the opposite. Mine is. So wanting to take care of somebody else's needs, that I don't know my own needs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we kind of
0: suck at this. We A don't. Bit,
1: but we're working together. That's Th- the best that's part the of important it. Part. That's the greatest it's part. It's hard as hell, but um,
0: it's worth every moment of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you and I are still struggling with our own vulnerability in this relationship, and I feel like we go back and forth of. Being able to be vulnerable versus not necessarily feeling like we're able to be vulnerable. Um, oh, shit. But what else does it look like? Uh, admitting mistakes. Um, I'll touch more on this later. Uh, I punched a hole in a door about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago.
0: No. Where have you been? It's only been like a few days, like no a week. Way. It's been like oh, a week.
1: Whatever. week and a half fine but i had to i had to call you and i had to admit it and i felt awful um definitely one of the hardest conversations i had to have with you recently and it's because i didn't know i expected you to react totally differently than you did but i decided to be vulnerable to do it you're my wife one two I owe you that as my wife and as a person to allow you to feel your own feelings as part of it. Um, um so yeah, yeah, we'll probably touching into this a little bit more as pretty. Yeah. Anyway, whatever we'll get there. Um, and then sharing things you would normally keep private. Um, people have always told me I'm a private person and I am because I struggled with vulnerability a lot because I feel like people didn't like me and were want to hear or what i had to say i felt judged a lot so oh, i
0: felt i i felt i do feel the same way i have a hard time telling people things that i would keep private yeah worry of judgment i know or them going to tell other people
1: that's your biggest one.
0: Oh god your
1: biggest one is that you feel that everybody's gonna run and tell everybody else
0: i've been burned so much and like people know things about me that shouldn't and I,
1: Oh, that's interesting. Why are people not vulnerable? <laughs> oh, that was one, by being the way. Being
0: burned, yeah.
1: What do we mean by being burned, by the way? I don't know if everybody understands what, like, I know you and I know what that means, but, like, if I say somebody burned me, like, what do you...
0: For me, when I classify that, it's like I tell you something and you go and you tell somebody else and, uh... I see it as like a manipulation and like it worked on that way. Okay. Personally, I don't like that. Um, how how do you view being burned?
1: Well, now I'm like not one hundred percent sure I know how I mean it. Um, I guess when I mean it, I mean like I go to like share somebody with something and they either say like that you're stupid or that was dumb or like why do you think that? Like that's that's weird. Like. Bleh. like
0: Oh, I definitely don't see that as being burned. Why did we just say oh, that like, up to each other? Fuck
1: you, by the way. Like, <laughs> no offense. Like, sorry that that's who I am, and you don't like it. Like, that's not my fucking problem anymore. Um. Anyway, so why else are people not mobile?
0: <laughs> Our needs have been denied in the past, or we're scared that it's going to be denied. Um. We want to protect ourselves from negative, difficult feelings. Uh, God, yeah. And that's definitely why I don't... I don't like to, um... I know my own pain tolerance. And so I, uh avoid it because I know once I start feeling bad I just make myself feel really bad and that I mean like really bad I hate that <laughs> but that's why I don't like being vulnerable like I don't mind feeling the difficult feeling. Like feelings or talking about them but like I know how to really make myself feel bad and I mean like to the point of like she might need to be committed bad <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> I'm the same way. I mean, not not like that. I I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Um I feel like a lot of the things I thought would be cool to do when I was growing up, like I was told that's kind of dumb or like you can't make money doing that or whatever and then like I started to try and like figure out who I was and be myself and like that that can be a darker person I can be very sarcastic I have a dark sense of humor from a lot of everything and and people really struggle with that at times um and I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear that I'm an asshole or whatever and I've been told that a lot um so yeah, no, I'm, I don't. I don't want to be myself, right, and vulnerable around people that are going to potentially say something negative. I hated parties because of it. I didn't go to them. Like, I just felt like I was judged all the time. <laughs> so, oh hey, no, whoops! I didn't even read ahead. Um, Fear
0: of judgment, <laughs> not being accepted for being you.
1: Yeah, I walk into a room and I'm like, everybody in here hates me already, and I'm like, don't know anybody. Like at parties, I just like stand on the outside watching everybody else because I'm too afraid. Yeah, that's why them.
0: you go to parties to mingle.
1: That's why I don't go to parties because I don't like mingle <laughs> because I'm too private because I don't like being vulnerable because then people use it against me and all this other stuff. Blah 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 blah. Hate them. Hated parties. Always hated parties. College not fun. Guess you didn't go to parties.
0: This I guy. would always go to parties, but I always felt like I was getting judged, but. Yeah, whatever.
1: I still feel that way. It's probably me, by the way, at this point. And I've kind of accepted that and understand that, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's the case.
1: You think people are still judging me? No. You don't think it's me assuming they're judging me? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. I think people... Okay, I, I think yes. I am I, probably I assuming that. people... Okay, yeah, no, way. I'm, I'm I was probably like, oh. still assuming that everybody judges me, so again, why I don't want to go and have to do the networking portions of this thing, but I'm excited for the rest of it, in all honesty, like, I really sure, am. i feel
0: like, at least 80% of the people but, there probably feel the same way you feel.
1: And that's the craziest part, that's the craziest part, so I'm gonna try and go, I'm gonna try and do really good by talking to somebody, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just that would make, be a big step, you just make... Make friends with somebody, and then you stick by them, and that's it. I
1: hate being that puppy dog, though, because that is me. I'm I always used to that, do the same uh, thing.
0: You introduce to yourself, and then I'll,
1: I'll do it. You first. Yay. Oh, there is, like, okay.
0: this most recent hairdresser show I went to, and, like, there was a... One of the ladies had, like, a segment on writing things that you are... Um, to be vulnerable and write something that you think about yourself... That nobody else knows.
1: <laughs> Pass.
0: <laughs> and so you write it and then you say it to the group of people at your table, which is only like four people. And then you go pin it on a wall.
1: Is it anonymous?
0: It's anonymous.
1: Oh, I can do that all day long. I don't care.
0: Except for those four people. That's fine. Around no And Oh, God. I remember like leaving the table like so <laughs> sobbing because like all these people are talking about. To Them, I'm sure it was, you know, a big, thing. a big thing, and I'm over here talking about like, I wish I didn't want to kill myself all the time, and all these people are just like, What is
1: wrong with this? Oh, person? yeah, yeah, um, leading off with the suicide thing, it's never really like,
0: Hey, but I or depression, real, yeah, honestly, it's true, like, it's 100%.
1: Uh, it's you just jump into that, and like, people, yeah. People real don't really fast. know what to do with that initially, especially if they've never felt those feelings.
0: That or they've felt them most of their life and have not known how to actually address them appropriately. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyway, that's why we're here. Because uh, <laughs> that's what we did. That's what I did. I don't know about no, you. Yeah, that's what I did. Shit. Um, so
0: what are the consequences of not being vulnerable?
1: You're me for A long portion of your life, and oh my and god, had very few friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, by the way, all the friends I've had that are like literally 20 years and more. I thank all of you really for it. Um, I think if none of us had each other, we'd all have lost our minds a long time ago. Um, but really, the consequences of not being vulnerable I mean, you end up creating walls, right? So you put barriers in the way. She's been
0: friends forever like 20 years. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like thinking about that and I'm like I think I can only think of one.
1: See Lauren. Colleen. Uh I don't talk to a couple of other people, but they would have been 20 years at this point, yeah. A lot of the people I knew in high school that was like
0: I have like one Somewhat person close that I'm like yeah. still super close to like Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's about it from well. From that. Like anybody else that I had at that point. Like, I I have a hard time like keeping friends. Yeah,
1: we wanna talk about that part. Um anyway, <laughs> but you create these walls, right? And you <laughs> <laughs> you like push people out. You don't want them to get close to you. You don't want to get close to them. Because by the way,
0: this is the consequences of being vulnerable. He's not addressing why I can't keep friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Just putting that out there. You
1: and your use of the word friend, by the way. True. To touch on that. Um, so you create these walls, but you, you don't. <laughs> Jesus. It's like sideways episode sometimes. It's fine. I like it. It's great. I like the stream of conscience we did. That's how I think. Um. You're so, it's a protection thing. It's a protection thing for me when I was doing it. I didn't I didn't want to get hurt by people. I was already hurt enough, right? Like, I didn't feel like hurting myself more, being hurt more. I didn't want to have the hurt I felt validated by other people. I didn't want somebody else to call me an asshole. Because then that just meant that I must be this person that I that I don't feel like I am. So I create those walls, you keep the people away. Um <laughs> which leads to assuming people always expect the worst or assume the worst of you. Somebody does that right now.
0: What are you about?
1: Yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I kinda ended up because you weren't paying attention, but also because it's true. Um
0: it is- to some degree, <laughs>
1: assuming the worst from others—rejection, they'll hate you, judgment, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I, I still do it. I to this associate
0: day. that to like because of the lack of people that I can keep in my life. In honesty,
1: um, I do it because I feel like that has been what I got from a lot of people. But it's also probably what I focused on too, which is not great. Um, but all these things they lead to like isolation. You start like blocking people out. You start wanting to be by yourself to, to yeah. protect yourself and then and now you find yourself alone yep. or with no one you feel like you could call on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and look, in rea- in reality, like you're probably wrong. This is hypothetically out to everybody. You it's not hypothetically. You're probably honestly wrong there's probably somebody out there right now that you could pick up the phone and call and they may not answer tonight, right? Because it's 10-21 and who knows, right? But they, they will call you back the next day and I can think of people, I can think of people I would be that person for.
0: I'd say you would be mine, but I just have to roll over and wake you up.
1: If you do that. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for letting me sleep. I really do appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. And then the other thing, like you don't accept yourself, you you don't accept who you really are. You start to put on these masks, and you play these you play this character in everybody else's life, as opposed to living your own life. You are living as someone else in everybody else's life. And that's, look, like, we covered death last episode. Like, you only have so much time. Yeah. Like, why live as somebody else in everyone else's life? It's. It, I don't want to say that's dumb. It's not fair to yourself. Like, it, look, if you haven't found out who you are as a person, who you want to be, um, and what makes you you, that's different. But, like, once you... Find those things not being that person and being something different for other people is not fair to you. You've worked so hard to figure out who you are and what you want to be. Why not find people accepting of that? I don't know why you're gonna be sad face, but like don't live Literally, there will be somebody out there that will accept you for you. You just have to go out and be vulnerable enough to find those people and go through the terrible, potential, terrible shit show of being rejected by people. It sucks. I don't want to do it. Honestly, it kept me in a job I didn't want to be in for the better part of a very long time. Because I was too afraid that nobody else would like me. That I sucked and imposter syndrome and all these other things we've talked about. But whatever. like
0: I felt that way. It a sucks. Job yeah. So, you know. It's finding the value in yourself.
1: And then, yes. And then taking the risk. At the end of the day, that's what it is. You have to roll the dice, take a risk, and hope somebody will accept you for you. And do your best as another person to accept other people for who they are. You don't have to like them. And you don't have to be their friend. But accept that that's who they are.
0: It's great that we're doing this talk before your big conference. So you can replay it on the plane.
1: Uh, Cool. I'll (laughs) tell you the therapy part that I'm supposed to do at some point. Shit. Um, So, I mean, now we know all these things. Like, how do you... Become more vulnerable. Like, What do
0: you do? So you start sharing those intimate things with someone that you can trust that is going to either support those feelings or help move you up. Don't go to people or share things with people that you know are going to already, like, dampen down your light about that conversation. We all know those people this small collection of people that we want to share those things with but they tend to dampen down things those are not the right people to go and share those intimate things with go to people who are going to raise you up that you know are going to support you or that are going to call you out in your shit and still comfort you and be that person of support for you those are the people they should share intimate things and practice being vulnerable with
1: and then be that person to those people because, be bi-directionally vulnerable. Yes. Be vulnerable to them when they're accepting. Be accepting of their vulnerability. I hate that whole, like, oh, thank you for sharing thing. Like, I do. I don't like that. I'm like, it feels so fake. But, like, I get it. Like, find find a way that is comfortable to you to tell that person that you support them. I like yeah. to tell people that I appreciate it. Like, dude, like... I appreciate that. Like, I know that's not easy. Like, I'm glad that you can trust me enough to do that. I think you should totally run with whatever you're talking about. Like, go do it. Like, you can totally do this thing because it's going to allow them to be vulnerable. Yep. But then they're going to want to be vulnerable. Then they're going to want to be supportive to your vulnerability. And then your relationships get, like, that much stronger. And then you get to realize, I'm cool. Yay. Go me. Like, I get to be me around this person. Sorry.
0: No. (laughs) No. Go on. It's super true. It's super. It's so true, though. Like, you know, that's an energetic exchange. Exchange with the people who find value in you, that you find value in them as well. It's really important when you're being... uh, when you're sharing and being intimate about things in all honesty, um, should be, a, be done more often. So other ways are, you know, take small steps to being vulnerable. I'm not saying go spill your whole freaking life on a podcast, but I'm <laughs> saying
1: don't start out with, yeah, I'm suicidal or I have crippling depression. I mean, some days, you but, can, I mean,
0: if, if that's, <laughs> it. Hey, you
1: want to weed people out real fast? That's should will do it. People will either be like, yes, talk to me about it, or they will be like,
0: uh, Ooh, I think uh, I hear
1: my mom calling, or the dinner's going to burn, or the phone's ringing, or whatever. Right? But,
0: <laughs> you know, starting small is more of a start with what you're comfortable with. Um, something intimate and comfortable that you're okay with, people either knowing about you or possibly sharing With other people that they know about, just, you know, be that that's where you start small, tiny, little things, comfortable things.
1: Be cognizant of what you're sharing with other people in their moments of vulnerability. Yeah. By the way,
0: Um, asking
1: permission is not a bad thing.
0: Agreed. I like that. Be honest with yourself and be open to rejection.
1: Um, I hate it.
0: And be. Um, this is a good one. Be open to others not agreeing or liking what you like. This is a bi-directional.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, that was you. Okay, whatever. Fine. Sure.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Um, I meant- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Point to Point over here, like everybody knows the conversations we are oh, having. Oh yeah, I'm pointing at our but
0: sink because like, we had a whatever. conversation about uh, stuff about like planes and stuff, and taking O on a uh, her first train ride or uh, airplane ride for vacation. Anyways, uh, try to like yourself more. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, honestly, give yourself some grace. Um. You're not going to like yourself every day, all the time, but giving yourself little bits of grace and softness and understanding that you tried your best, and it takes a long time to like yourself, in all honesty, and some people expect it to happen right away. It's not going to happen right away, so take small steps, little bits of grace, be kind to yourself in the process. Um and then keep reminding yourself that you're important. You are. We are. I am. Um and to understand that like if you have that repeating voice of you're not important, just tell it to shut up and go fuck itself. In all honesty.
1: Yeah, I mean look, you're you're important to yourself and everybody despite how you may feel Is important to somebody else. I firmly believe that.
0: And. you Don't always need to prove your worth to other people. You just need to be enough for you. I think that that is a. Really big one there. Is just being enough for yourself in all honesty.
1: Yeah you're not your job by the way. We all really like to. Make our um, self worth dependent on the jobs <laughs> we do and the salary. We both thing. just
0: held our breath because there's uh, all the baby uh, wiggle on yeah. the screen. We're like, oh god, uh, please don't make up just yet.
1: Like you don't have to, because because you are more than your job, right? Like nobody just goes to work, right? I mean, sure, and, and those people probably are providing a lot of worth anyway. I mean, but just understand, like, you give a lot. Just in general, outside of work and in your interactions, like, but you don't have to prove it to everybody. Know what you are worth to yourself, and then you can be anything to anybody.
0: This one I have a hard one, hard time with. Mm -hmm. Understand, you can't be everything to everyone, and you shouldn't sacrifice yourself for others.
1: Stop doing this, people. Stop.
0: It's so hard. Stop. And that's coming from it. a personal like I I sacrifice myself a lot for others.
1: And There's somebody else out there that I know that's listening to this and listens to it a lot, and we've had this conversation. Stop. You're not gonna make everybody happy. It's one, it's not possible. Okay. It's it's purely not possible. Yeah. You can't do it. Everybody feels differently about every single thing. You're never going to make every everybody happy. But you shouldn't give up who you are or sacrifice parts of you for other people's happiness. You're not responsible for their happiness. And if you go through life thinking that you're responsible for their happiness, you're not going to be happy yourself, especially the things you're doing. You're too, you're too much in the realm of giving it to everybody else and making sure everyone else is happy. Which you can't do. You can't can't make everybody else happy. So you're sacrificing your own needs and wants. You're not being your self. It's not fair to you. And at the end of the day, it's technically not fair to others, right? Because you're giving them things that they don't necessarily deserve. So I'll step off my soapbox on that one. Um, (sighs) But yeah. So there's another... Way to be more vulnerable, and this is one of the the things I have to work on. Um, in one of my stints of therapy, not this one. I think it might have been the previous one. Um, I was talking to my therapist, right? Like, I have to go to this networking event. Like, what do I do? In fact, it was right before COVID. Do you remember that one mm-hmm. down in uh, Florida? In Florida. I was like, what do I do? Like, how do I get over this? And she told me that what you have to do is a visualization exercise. You have to visualize yourself walking up to somebody, introducing yourself, telling them something about you, and visualize that they will not have a negative reaction. Because if you're visualizing that, you're going to start to be more, mm, not accepting, but like expecting them to have a positive reaction instead of what I know I always do is have a negative reaction so like that visualization exercise I still don't like it and I'm sorry um yeah I'm not gonna mention your name my therapist I'm sorry I'm still not doing it it still scares me I'm gonna try and do it on this one and I'm gonna try and be better because I know I have to so yeah Also, for me, there are people I will not be vulnerable with. There are people who have proven to me that they are not worthy of my vulnerability. And if I put you in that category, you will probably never, ever come out of it. Because I've been burned so many times by doing that. Um... Is that stupid? Yeah, it it probably is. I should give people the opportunity to grow and heal. But that to me, you get put in this category of where now I have walls up intentionally because you you they're not unearned. Like these people have done something where now I'm like, okay, no, it's a boundary. You no longer, I know my own worth. You don't get this from me. We will have conversations. We can talk, whatever. But I'm not going this this next step of being vulnerable.
0: I think boundaries are healthy. It's how we keep certain people in our lives um, while protecting ourselves. Also, that goes the same way. Like, like I said earlier, when you need to go be, start be, being vulnerable to people, you don't go tell the people who are going to drag you down. And try and one-up you as you're trying to be intimate and be open about something that you may have never been open with someone else about before. Wow, that was a long way of saying that. But um, you don't go tell Nancy or whatever who talks crap and is going to like talk down your intimate thought or feeling or whatever it is that you're sharing. Yeah. Like, it, same thing.
1: Yeah. Like, and if you go out there... You and pick you, and
0: choose the people. You, you tell people who are going to lift you up that you know are going to give you a, a real, maybe positive, depending, but we are going to be real about mm-hmm. it with you, um, in all honesty. Jeez, sometimes, like, when we're... <laughs> recording and I'm like oh all these thoughts are coming out my mouth can't uh my brain is going 60 miles a minute and um my mouth can't keep up with my thought processes. as it's happening mom brain it's freaking real some days because I'm like oh gosh is that the same
1: it's not. Oh, actually, I actually had to do this <laughs> my HR person's gonna love this we had to do this training on communication today and your brain can think it's 600 words a minute Jeez. You can only speak at 120 to 150. Ah, oh, God. So, throw that at everybody, by Let's, the way. Um. For that. So part of being vulnerable is admitting like mistakes and being honest and everything else. I got overwhelmed, and yeah, uh, I was home alone, which is probably part of the reason this happened but also good that no one was here because i'm not happy about it and i walked into the kitchen and i punched the door and i punched a hole in the door Uh, and then instantly like felt just absolutely shameful like immediately i was like oh my god i can't believe i did this it's like one for me that's a huge step back um. It, yeah, the ability to control my emotions is something I've always, I don't want to say I've struggled with, but that control is something that I have gained in the last four or five years. So to have that like really big setback was just bad. And then I had to tell you and I didn't want you to worry that like you couldn't feel safe. Cause you weren't here. So I told you and I'm like, look, if you don't want to come home, I get it. If you don't feel safe, I understand. And I laid it all out and I was dreading that phone call, dreading that phone call because I didn't want to have to be vulnerable. (laughs) I didn't want to have to admit it. I didn't want to admit that I lost my cool. I didn't want to have to admit that I'd punched a hole in the door. I didn't want to admit that I walked around Home Depot for like 20 minutes feeling like a dumbass, because now I'm like, great, I have to find a stupid-ass door. Fuck. (laughs) It cost me $100 to do that and other stuff. I was super pissed. Um,
0: Shout out to Derek. Thank you for coming over and helping my husband uh line carve and yeah. build Thanks. us a new pantry door.
1: Thanks for helping me hang a door, which is never fun. You have all the tools, the skills. We were vulnerable with each other and talked about it and whatever. I appreciate it. Um Yeah, that sucked. When's the last time you were vulnerable? Mm-hmm. To like that degree. We'll put it that way. I think I think you and I are vulnerable most days with each other. I was gonna say I'm not gonna say, say every day because I know that's not true. It,
0: but Yeah.
1: To that to that degree, when's the last time you think you were that vulnerable?
0: Well, one of you ever punched anything in a wall like that, or punched a wall. I don't
1: I'm not talking about punching the wall, I'm talking about like I
0: Obviously talk
1: about
0: it. But I'm like trying to think of like something that degree, that depth of um Um, probably after my six week of postpartum when I said that I really was contemplating suicide and I we had just had a freaking baby and I had to tell my OBGYN and then she saw my score sheet of how low I scored and she was like alright you are drowning and we need to get you help and I can't get you help soon enough so I need to medicate you and um Fair enough that probably was the most vulnerable i've been slash had i i was i've never been medicated before so for me that was i felt really shame ashamed that i had to rely on medication to alter myself um because i am so sensitive to um
1: Narcotics, medication.
0: Yeah, I was, like, so sensitive to narcotics. One, because, like, it alters how I well, – well, it alters my gifts, one. Um, it, and then it numbs me to a degree that I really don't like. And to have to be on uh, medication, which <laughs> for the regular person, uh, height and weight – it might have been fine, but I remember taking my first dose and going home to my parents and I hugged my mom and I said, I can't feel anything. I remember that. And I just...
1: It was bad.
0: I sobbed. Like It, it makes me really emotional right now because holy crap, like I couldn't feel anything. It was so empty and I... um. it's so i like look back at that and i'm like i couldn't even feel oh i couldn't i don't i didn't have any feelings towards oh i couldn't sense her in a way that i could prior to the first 6 weeks and that was hard as hell to all of a sudden go back to being numb and I think it really brought me back to my drug days and I hadn't been there in so long. Like, it's been eight years and so to automatically have to go back on to something to that degree. Like, I did a lot of drugs where I would go and have fun and while I... was numb I was hallucinating. So it it was an experience. It was numb in a way that like I was being distracted by something else. Um
1: so there's more distraction. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I wanna do a whole episode on this by the way, but But like th- Was it was it distraction?
0: This time?
1: No, no, no. Not not this time, when you were doing uh, drugs. I'm trying to Wrap my own brain around the difference
0: between the two. It was a distraction um, because I was hallucinating. I was having fun and going out and doing drugs. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was a lot of uppers. Yeah. And then the down would come, but I would be asleep or it would be, like, the hangover after versus this was, like, It's almost like when you're watching TV in the dark, and then all of a sudden you turn the off button, and then there's nothing. And you're just home, alone, nothing. That's what it felt like. And I had forgotten that feeling.
1: That's a terrible feeling, by the way.
0: So, that was the last time that I was... That hardcore vulnerable. Until,
1: like, right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing all of that on this.
0: That was um, hard.
1: By the way, now's a good time to, like, pause, like, cry a little bit, and then like, come back to the rest of the episode. Um, <sighs> when is the first time you remember consciously taking the risk to be vulnerable?
0: Um. I was in kindergarten. I know that that is insane. Um, you
1: consciously knew you were being vulnerable? Holy shit.
0: I was in kindergarten and my best friend at the time. He was actually my best friend until I was out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane, if you're listening to this, I still love you like crazy. star. sorry we haven't talked in a very long time. Also, congratulations on your wedding. Pictures are beautiful. Um, he was my best friend for a very long time, and then we kind of just grew apart And as we got older, as kids do, but I uh, remember him coming over, and I told him about my gifts. Uh, I was vulnerable enough to tell him that, like, you know, I could see things, I could hear things that most people couldn't, and I wasn't allowed to tell people, Um Like, I shared that part about, like, seeing guides, seeing angels, seeing dead people, and, you know, being able to connect, and... That that was probably the most conscious vulnerability I had ever had, and had shared a big part of who I was then... For the first time, and that I was roughly five or six years old. Jeez.
1: Well, man, I feel old AF. Uh,
0: <laughs> what about you?
1: Like, I can go back and think about it. like I knew I was like sharing things I didn't understand. I was really being vulnerable because I didn't really learn what what real vulnerability was until I was in therapy. Um, Okay, I'm sorry. Counseling at that point. Um, I don't know what the difference between counseling and therapy is. I was thinking about that earlier. It doesn't matter. Um, My first round of... I call it therapy because for me that's what it was. Um, My first round of therapy was during my divorce. Uh, Yeah. I was having a hard time. I wanted to do one last thing to help her. Because I thought she needed it. That's rude. I'm sorry. I don't really care. Um if somehow you end up listening to this, look, I I wanted to help you. At that point I knew I was I was done. But During that process, I learned a lot about a whole bunch of things I didn't really know about myself. Being vulnerable is one of them. Um, I really understood what it means to be vulnerable. I understood why I wasn't vulnerable. Um, And then I consciously took the decision to be vulnerable later. One of those times... Was before all of that, you asked me how I was doing, and it kind of like just word vomited everywhere for a while. Like
0: months. that was the first time we had ever really talked, and yeah. I mean like really talked.
1: Yeah, like we kind of knew each other and passing, and occasionally you and your husband would come over and like play card games and stuff, but like. We didn't really talk. No. But...
0: We had never had, like, a conversation, like... I
1: wasn't doing well, you asked. I was very vulnerable. I didn't realize it at the time. The time that I know and attempted to really be vulnerable... There are two guys that I climb with that I like a hell of a lot. I don't know if you guys are listening to this. This would be Kelly and Brian... I made the decision. Like, They're the best bromance. So <laughs> Shut up. I love that. They're um, great. I made the decision to like tell those guys what was going on. How I felt. Like I, I told them the, the reality of it, like how I felt about it, where I was headed with things. And like I'd already kind of, like we'd known each other for a while, but. I don't know, for me it was this like next step. I was like, look, if anyone's gonna accept me, I'm pretty sure it's these guys. I'm gonna take the risk. I'm gonna put it out there. And I wanna say it's worked a lot and well. Um I think we all have a better relationship. I don't know if they knew I was consciously taking this step step and choice and making this decision. So thank you guys, really. Uh, That was probably my first knowing full well I was going into it to do this. That was my really first one. And I hate to say that that was probably, I think I might have been 35 when that happened. I spent so much of my life. I don't want to say blocking people out, but like keeping people at arm's distance. Like, this is as far as you go. This is it. This is what you get. Oh, I don't want to hear it. This is as far as you get to go, right? Like, so taking those walls down and attempting to be vulnerable, that was probably like the first one. And that was, it couldn't have been a better experience for the first one. I think that, is probably key to why it's a little bit easier. But again, I chose people I kind of already knew, had a decent relationship with. Like, I didn't just go pick some random person and be like, hey, want to know this thing? Like, no. And I still don't. That's not true. I'm actually a little bit better about that now. Anybody that I can, I try and tell about this, by the way.
0: I think to that barista
1: crazy. that I, I was talking to recently. Like, I hope you actually went out and listened to this. This one's for, for you if you're listening to it, because I told you vulnerability is gonna be the next episode. So if you've made it through this already, congrats, thanks. I hope I uh, hope you share something later. Um be vulnerable, yeah, do it. But that was probably the first time I remember intentionally deciding to be vulnerable instead of like sharing something with somebody. And then having it come back around and prove me right that like I can't trust people or whatever, right? Um, so, yeah. And
0: here we are. <laughs> <laughs> right, and here, here, here are we. Um, Grown up, sharing things.
1: I mean, this whole podcast
0: is basically a giant diary of vulnerability. Yeah, dude. Just...
1: The yeah. website is vulnerability.
0: Yeah. Just two and people sharing and being seen by the world.
1: To be fair, it's not just two. There are stories from some other people up there.
0: That uh, That is very true. The,
1: the hope is that there will be more stories from more people and that people are sharing their own stories outside of this that we don't even know about. Okay. And if you are... Congrats. Keep it up. You're growing. It's great. We're proud of you. I don't see you because I don't know you're doing it. If you tell me, then I'll see you and I will be that much more supportive.
0: Just know I see you, even if I don't actually see you. It's okay.
1: Okay. Well, I see you, but I don't know. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you are seen, you are supported, and I think it's great. Honestly, I do. That's all we really want out of this. Um, but yeah, honey. Final questions, thoughts, concerns, weird bits of vulnerability.
0: Mm. Anything
1: you want to share? You want to be vulnerable again? Uh, well, you can say no.
0: I'm like, what else do I have to be vulnerable about? Um, I already talked about my mom having cancer in her eyeballs. And... I don't know. Medication was a pretty big deal.
1: That was a big one, man. I was not. I didn't I see that didn't,
0: coming. I didn't either until I was trying to think about, like, the last time that I was actually, like, truly vulnerable, and that was a big deal for me, was to be actually medicated by a doctor.
1: I don't, like...
0: have that. Have that, like... After having six weeks with our yeah. daughter of all these emotions. Yeah. God, I was crying a lot and all of these things. And then for it to all of a sudden be like, whoop. Um, for me, I would correlate it to being blackout drunk. Uh, where you just, there's that nothing. doesn't help me. Well, But everybody else did that help. The TV. Them. No, I, I got, you, I got That That's probably the closest thing I could relate it to. I had forgotten what that feeling was like
1: um that's a big one oh
0: yeah if, yeah that was
1: one of my biggest fears when I was originally talking to my therapist about depression is that she was going to tell me I needed medication
0: by the way being medicated is not bad
1: 100% there's nothing there is
0: no shame in with it with
1: it at all
0: um you know, you may feel guilty and you may feel altered for a little while, but once your body settles in and you get the right dosage and the proper help, it really can go a long way to help you as a person and boundaries. And I, I got medicated, and then I went back and I had them dial it way down for me, um, to the point of where they were like, oh, are you sure this is doing anything? And I'm like, I promise you it is. It um, was, by the way. So, you know, um, I got dressed and I got it altered to the appropriate amount for me now for when I do need it. Now I don't have to be on it all the time. Yeah. But my point is there should be no guilt or shame. And for people who are listening that are part of the magical community it's not going to alter your gifts. You will learn how to work with your gifts being medicated once your body's settled. And, um, it's just a new way of living and hopefully a better one. And hopefully it'll support you in the ways that you need it to. And I really hope that you don't have to go through the shame feeling or the guilty feeling because that I felt pretty guilty in the beginning, and it was hard to kind of work through that, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, work work with those professionals. Be vulnerable enough to
0: go ask for help.
1: Try, right? Like I wish that stigma would die, uh, among all the other stigmas out there. Right? Like I wish they would all just die. I wish we could erase them and just say, it's "Bullshit, we've had enough of it." Um, do it. Uh, it's a podcast I listen to. Um, Marcus Parks from last podcast. Um, oh my god! Now I'm gonna screw this up because I'm on the spot. Um, your mental illness is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. I was like, "Damn, that's that's good." Like, and same thing with your mental health, right? Your mental health is not necessarily your fault, but it is your responsibility. You, you can do things to make improvements, right? But you have to consciously take that choice to do it. And, and part of that really like the starting point of that is being vulnerable enough to do it. I personally wish I would have been vulnerable enough um, earlier to, admit that I was depressed to really seek help. I probably was, uh, I was probably depressed for 20 plus years and didn't admit it. And I think had I been able to be vulnerable, I would have been able to work through it a lot earlier, Um, but I didn't. That's okay. It's who I am now. And now I want to be vulnerable because I want other people to be able to be vulnerable. Don't waste the time not being you. Be vulnerable. Find the people that will accept your vulnerability and who you are. And then be that person for other people as well can't stress that enough you will have better relationships in general whatever that means to you they will be more fulfilling um will you have struggles and setbacks probably it's it's just part of life it's part of recovery is part of being a person and that was a big thing for me is being i had to tell my therapist i punched a hole in the in the door and be and continue to be vulnerable enough to have that with her Um, and, and admit that that was a huge, huge setback for me. And that's where a lot of my shame came from. And I know we're not doing a shame episode right now, but like knowing I had to go and be vulnerable to people that I cared about made the shame worse. But the payoff and the support that I got from those people Made the vulnerability worth it. So, to all of you, thank you for that. You, my wife, Derek, my therapist who will go unnamed. Um, really, I mean, do I want to have to come back and be vulnerable to that level again? No, no, I don't. It doesn't feel good. It sucks. Do I think I can do it more easily? Yes. It will get easier. People will make it hard again, but you have to take the risk to do it. You will I, I hate saying this because I don't know that I believe it. You will live a more fulfilled life. You did the same thing that I feel. You just like I don't know, is that right? Like your little. No, uh, that was true. I believe that.
0: That was a I wasn't saying it I didn't do that face towards not believing. I did that face towards Yeah, duh, you're gonna live a more fulfilled life. That's what that is. <laughs> Okay, from a personal experience for me, I think I live a more fulfilled I life.
1: Yes. I, I would say I do too, in all honesty. I just don't like I lived so long not believing that shit right. Oh, just be happy. Like that doesn't cure depression, people. It's not how it works. So, like, I lump a lot of that other stuff into that kind of same thing. So, for me, like, oh, you'll be more fulfilled. And then my depression's like, mm, nah, dude. That's not how it works. It's it's wrong. By the way, if you're depressed, your depression lies to you all the time. Yeah. Try being vulnerable. It can help. I'm not going to say it will. I'm saying it can. It will not happen every single time. Yes. No. You will find people. You'll be vulnerable to them. They will let you down. It's okay. Be vulnerable to somebody else. It's fine. (laughs) Somebody will be super awesome, I promise.
0: He's talking from experience.
1: I I am. Yeah, I am. I really am. So, here we are again. What I think is going to be the end of this. Um, Any final parting thoughts, words of wisdom? Baby has somehow slept through all of this and I'm Don't
0: shocked. Jinx it. But <laughs> outside of that, no, I I'm I'm still trying to think of something else being vulnerable, like, but I I can't. I feel mm-hmm. like my, my thoughts go fleeting out the window when I'm talking on the podcast. It's all very like fluid and just coming and rolling and
1: Oh yeah, I definitely have to think like
0: I have, to have A week
1: before and have them mentally laid out in order of what I kind of hope to want to talk about. And I'm sure I'll, at the end of this, I'll be like, oh, shit. I about that.
0: Right? But, That's yeah. how it always is. Because I'm like, damn, I could have done this or I could have said that. Why didn't I say mm-hmm. this?
1: So, hey, everybody out there. Why don't you be vulnerable and, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys think. Share your vulnerability. We'll, we'll totally... We will share it if you want us to share it. We will listen and accept what you share to just us. Yep. And not tell anybody. Um, but, you know, reach out, check in on people, be their safe space, be their person they can be vulnerable with, be their support. Um, like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, leave a comment, send us an email. All those other fun things were on most of the major platforms, Apple, Google uh Stitcher Spotify iHeartRadio and like all kinds of other ones on our own website as well the um all of our other projects are on there and we are planning a big project right now we are we're planning to talk big, about it but project. we're planning a big project um so we'll see how that goes if it goes anywhere we'll let you guys know um, again Reach out via email, the Baker and The Witch at the for comments. Go and join the conversation, offer a topic, be vulnerable, or just say hi. Um, remember, you're not alone.
0: The more we talk, the more we heal. See you in two weeks.
1: Thanks everybody.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.